This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. All right, if you uh, like to turn in your Bibles, please, to Hosea, first chapter of Hosea. Don't give up trying to find it. It's there. It was there yesterday. Be there today. Hosea. Hosea chapter 1. We're going to look at uh, this very, very important book in the Bible. Very, uh, when, you, when you get into the book of Hosea, you better get ready to put your seatbelt on because this is going to be a roller coaster of a ride in the book of Hosea. And the first chapter is not that long. It's only 11 verses. And you'll see what I mean as we read this here in Hosea chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord that came unto Hosea, the son of Beeri, the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and uh, Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the king, the son of Joash, king of Israel. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said unto Hosea, Go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms. For the land hath committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dibliam, which conceived and bare him a son. And the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel. For yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel upon the house of Jehu, will cause to cease the kingdom of the house of Israel. It shall come to pass in that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again, bare a daughter. God said unto him, Call her name Lo-Ruhamah. For I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. But I will have mercy upon the house of Judah, and they will save them by the Lord their God. Will not save them by bow, nor by sword, nor by battle, but by horses, nor by horsemen. Lo, when she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she conceived and bare a son. Then said God, call his name Loami, for you are not my people. I will not be your God. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea which cannot be numbered, uh, cannot be measured nor numbered. It should come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, you are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, you are the sons of the living God. 
Then shall the children of Judah, the children of Israel, be gathered together and appoint themselves one head. They shall come up out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. Now this book opens with a command that sets the tone for the whole rest of the book. And verse 2, as we read it, said, is, a, is, is it kind of surprising. It says, here's the beginning of the word of the Lord to Hosea. It means right off the bat. Verse 2, go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and the children of whoredoms. This is a command for God's prophet Hosea to take, to love, to cherish an active prostitute. And even though that meant that Hosea was sacrificing ever having a faithful wife, an undefiled marriage bed, a prayer life and fellowship with his wife, a home of peace and love, Hosea was so dedicated to the Lord that Hosea responded with one act, not a word of hesitation, and it was this not hesitant action of Hosea that made him so dramatically obvious in his love and devotion to God because when you put him in contrast with others in the Bible who, who resisted giving less sacrifices to obey. For example, Moses, Moses in Exodus 3.11, Moses said unto God, Exodus 3.11, who am I that I should bring, go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth children of, of Israel out of Egypt? Exodus 4.1, Exodus 4.1, Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice. They will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto me. Exodus 4.10, Moses said unto the Lord, oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. I'm slow of speech, slow of tongue. And finally, the ultimate resistance to put the mark of the circumcision in his son, Exodus 4.24, Exodus 4.24, it came to pass by the way in the end that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Then Zipporah, his wife, took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet, said, Surely a bloody husband are to me. He was asked just to, to go to Pharaoh. He wasn't asked to ruin his total married life by marrying an active prostitute, but there was resistance, but not Hosea. Not Hosea. Case of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was asked to be God's spokesman. He resisted. Jeremiah 1.6, Then said I, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. I'm a child. Case of Jonah. We all know that history. Jonah Jonah was called to go and bring life, bring repentance, bring, bring a resurrection, so to speak, from the dead of these dead souls, the Ninevites. In Jonah 1-2, Jonah 1-2, God said to, to Jonah, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, cry against it, for their wickedness come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare thereof, went down into it. Go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He resisted, not, not Hosea. He resisted going and being God's spokesman, not Hosea. Case of Peter, Peter. When Peter was told, Peter, times of the Gentiles are coming in. Peter, the Gentiles are going to be brought into the kingdom of God. Peter, eat this food that you've been uh, not eating. Eat that lobster. Eat that crab. Peter resisted. Acts 10, 13, Acts 10, 13, there came a voice to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. 
Peter said, not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything as common or unclean. Not Hosea. Hosea, with perfect obedience, we read, Hosea took Gomer as his wife. He took her. He, the commandment came to Hosea and said to Hosea, Hosea, take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms. What does that mean? Children of whoredoms. What does that mean, children of whoredoms? Your children? <laughs> Child born to Hosea, child born to Hosea's wife, Hosea looks at those children and said, Baby, don't look like me. Don't look like me. No, she's an active prostitute. It's not yours. Those are children of whoredoms. You take those children. You love those children. You cherish those children as your own. That was God's call to Hosea. Hosea took Gomer as wife. The name of Gomer is very interesting, very unique, very uncommon. There's no person in the Bible that was ever named Gomer. No one would ever want to give a person a name of Gomer because of the meaning. It has two shades of meaning, Gomer. The first one is Gomer means wasted. Who would name a child wasted? That's what her name was, wasted. The other shade of meaning with Gomer, it means finished or it's over. God has chosen a person named Gomer to represent Israel which was heartbreaking for God to see how God's precious Israel became Gomer, became wasted. Hosea married a woman whose name was Gomer, which also means it's over, it's finished. When Hosea obeyed and married the woman, it's over, it's finished. Hosea's life became, Hosea's life became a sermon. Hosea became God's sermon to Israel. The title of God's sermon to Israel was, It's Over, It's Finished. The message of God's sermon to Israel was, Israel, your love for God is over, it's finished. Your love for God is Gomer. Israel, this is the body of the God's sermon in the life of Hosea to Israel. Israel, your life with God is over, it's finished. Your life with God is Gomer. God made the life of Hosea to become his sermon when God commanded him marry an active prostitute. Hosea was not the only prophet that God used as a sermon to Israel. God used Ezekiel and Ezekiel's life to be a sermon to Israel. When God told Ezekiel some very hard words, equally as hard as go marry an active prostitute. And that's happened in Ezekiel 24, 15. Ezekiel 24, 15. I'm going to read it for you. Very tough words for Ezekiel. Also the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. Yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down, forbear to cry, Make no mourning for the death. Bind the tire on thy head upon thee. Put on thy shoes upon thy feet. Cover not thy lips. Eat not the bread of men. So I spake unto the people in the morning, and at evening my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded. And the people said unto me, Wilt thou not tell us what these things are to us, that thou doest so? Then I answered them, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Speak unto the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will profane my sanctuary, the excellency of your strength, the desire of your eyes, 
That which your soul pitieth, your sons, your daughters, whom I have left, shall fall by the sword. Just as Hosea's life became a God sermon, became a sermon from God to Israel, the word of the Lord came unto Hosea. As we said in verse 2, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms, children of whoredoms. The land hath created, committed great whoredom, departed from the Lord. Just as that happened to Hosea, that happened to Ezekiel. Ezekiel's life became a sermon, God's sermon, when the word of the Lord came unto him. And that Ezekiel 24, 15. The word of the Lord said unto me, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. Yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep. When the word of the Lord came to Hosea, told him to marry an active prostitute, the word of the Lord also, another time, came to Ezekiel, and God told Ezekiel, I'm going to take away your wife, Ezekiel. That meant so much to you. I know that means that woman means a lot to you, your wife. He calls her, in, in Ezekiel 24, 16, God calls her the desire of thine eyes. And God told Ezekiel that he was going to lose his wife suddenly with a stroke. Not a prolonged disease, but she's going to die with a sudden stroke. And God commanded Ezekiel that he was not to mourn for his wife. He was not to cry for his wife. He was not to let the tears run down his face for his wife. He was not to shed one tear for his wife. He was not to grieve for her. God told in Ezekiel 24, 16, 24, 16, Son of man, behold, I take away from me the desire of thine eyes with a stroke. Neither shalt thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down, for bear to cry. Make no mourning for the dead. This is what God told Ezekiel would happen to his wife. And this is what Ezekiel was to do. And that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what Ezekiel did. Ezekiel suddenly lost his wife. And he didn't shed one tear for her. Verse uh, Ezekiel 24, 18. So I spake unto the people in the morning and at evening my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded. So God concluded his sermon to Israel from the loss of Ezekiel's wife as Israel watched the prophet Ezekiel suddenly lose his wife and then not shed a tear for her. And Israel didn't know. They didn't understand. What's the meaning of this? They didn't get the sermon. And so they came to Ezekiel in verse 19, Ezekiel 24, 19, and the people said unto me, Wilt thou not tell us what these things are to us? Israel came to Ezekiel. Ezekiel, we know that God is speaking to us by this sudden death of your wife and by your refusal to shed a tear. So will you tell us what this is all about, what this means for us? And then Ezekiel explained. Ezekiel explained the meaning of his life sermon from the loss of his wife. He explained the message of the sermon from the loss of Ezekiel's wife. Ezekiel had what must have been a stunningly beautiful wife. Ezekiel loved his beautiful wife so very much. Ezekiel depended greatly on his beautiful wife to make him happy in life. Just as Israel had a beautiful Lord, a beautiful Lord God, that Israel loved very much. 
And Ezekiel would start off his day by seeing his beautiful wife. It was so wonderful for Ezekiel to wake up in the morning, see her. And during the morning that God called this sight of his beautiful wife to Ezekiel, the desire of thine eyes. God knew. And Ezekiel would be so happy to see her in the morning before he left for work. And that morning time that Ezekiel would spend with his wife was so wonderful that by the time Ezekiel left his house, there was a glow in his heart. There's a glow in Ezekiel's heart that stayed with him all through the day. It was a memory of the time that morning that Ezekiel spent with his beautiful wife. And at the end of the day, it was the expectation, I get to go home, see my beautiful wife, the desire of my eyes. After a hard day's work, Ezekiel returns home to his wife, the desire of his eyes. And all throughout the day, he's got a smile on his face. Someone comes to him and says, you know, well, why are you smiling? You know, because this morning, before I left home, I spent time with my beautiful wife. At the end of the day, end of a hard day, he's got a smile on his, health, on his face there. He said, why are you smiling? Because I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to be with my beautiful wife. His beautiful wife was a glow in Ezekiel's heart. It was the glow that he spent time with her. It was the secret that Ezekiel had of this happiness inside of him. He had a happy home life. Just as Ezekiel had a beautiful wife and Israel had a beautiful God, just as Ezekiel loved to spend time with his beautiful wife before or after work, so Israel loved to spend time with the beautiful God of Israel. Just as the first thought in the morning when Ezekiel woke up, says, ah, oh, where is she? I got to see her. The desire in my eyes. So it was with Israel. Their first happy thought in the morning was that, well, I get to spend time with my beautiful Jehovah Jesus. And just as Ezekiel's wife was called the desire of his eyes, so it, is, so it was for Israel in Psalm 73, 25. Psalm 73, 25. Whom have I in heaven? There are but thee. There's none upon earth that I desire beside thee. And just as Ezekiel would leave home with that smile on his face, I spent time, the people would leave home in Israel, smile on their face. I spent time with God in the morning. I had a morning quiet time with God. It makes me so happy. It gives me a glow throughout the day from the time I spent with my wonderful God. And just as, a, and they had the, day, the, the glow all day long, just as Ezekiel ran home to see his beautiful wife again, Israel runs home, spend their evening quiet time with God. And this picture of Ezekiel with the glow in his heart, seeing his beautiful wife in the morning before work, in the evening, spending time, this picture, Ezekiel with this wonderful relationship with his wife, that's what Israel had. Israel had this wonderful relationship with Jehovah Jesus. And just as with Ezekiel, he said to Ezekiel, what's the happiest time of your life? Ah, it's the time I spend with my beautiful wife. That's the happiest time of my life. So it was. Ezekiel's first love. So the time used to be when, they, when, when, when for Israel, most wonderful time in their life, the happiest time in their life is the time they spent with their God. That's what God was to them. Israel's first love. All that's true of our lives too. Should be. God, our first love. Jesus, our first love. Time we spend with him, happiest time of life. But then, 
Great tragedy happened for Israel. Israel walked away from God. They chose idols instead of God. You don't think of an idol as just some statue or stone. Idol is anything that's loved more than God. Relationship can be an idol. Money can be an idol. But Israel's catastrophe came when Israel forsook Jehovah Jesus for the gods of the people around them. Israel's disaster came when they left God. And what made the tragedy so bad, so horrible for Israel, is that they did it all of a sudden. They walked away from God. And when they left God, they didn't shed a single tear. What made the catastrophe so bad for Israel is that when Israel quickly said to God, bye-bye, God, bye-bye, they had no grief, no mourning over losing God. They left God, and it didn't, and they couldn't care less. It didn't bother them at all. And this nonchalant attitude over Israel leaving their beautiful relationship with God was the sermon that God wanted to preach to Israel from the life of Ezekiel. It was that I don't care attitude that Israel had when they left the Lord that God wanted to illustrate through the life of Ezekiel. It was Israel's no tear, no grief, no mourning over losing God that God wanted to show Israel in the life of Ezekiel. So how did God make this sermon? How did God make Ezekiel's life a sermon? to show Israel the awfulness of them walking away from God, the suddenness of them leaving God, the, the nonchalant attitude. Well, first, to show Israel how Israel suddenly lost God, how they suddenly walked away from God, God made Ezekiel's beautiful wife to die suddenly with a stroke. Second, to show Israel how Israel didn't care when they lost God, they showed no grief when they lost God. They didn't mourn. They didn't shed a tear. God commanded Ezekiel, when you lose your wife, you are not to shed one tear. You are not to mourn. You are not to have any grief. And that's how God used Ezekiel in his life as a sermon to Israel. God was Israel's first love. Then Israel walked away from God. Israel was not sad at all over it just like today. Just like today, people say, oh, God's dead. God's not dead. God hasn't died. What has died is the person's love for God. And instead of a person saying that God is dead, they should say, my love for God is dead. Such a tragedy today when people, without feeling any hurt, they lose God. They go, they go to university campus. They hear some... Uh, in the beginning, there was nothing, and nothing exploded, and we have the perfect universe, so there is no God. Oh, there is no God. Okay. You lost God. You lost your faith in camp. Does it bother you? Not really. This is how God made Ezekiel's life, a sermon, a sermon. So now Hosea takes this woman, Gomer, for his wife, verse 3 and 4, Hosea 1. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dibline. She conceives... Don't know who the father is, doesn't matter. Bears a son, and the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.